When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Welcome to the World of Work podcast, brought to you by the Aggie Evo System, UC Davis Athletics' one-of-a-kind initiative that focuses on preparing student-athletes for a successful launch into life after graduation. Happy Thursday, Aggie World. It is that time. It is Thursday, Coffee Talk time, where it is our job to take you all into the world of work and have conversations with famous not so famous, and all kinds of different Aggie alums who are out there in the world killing it. Our job is to help student athletes better know and navigate the world of work, so we want folks to come to campus and talk to them about what it's actually like to be out there. Every week we bring somebody to campus, we meet in Hickey 111, have a little live conversation about what's going on, and tonight, as is my habit, I'm going to let our guest introduce himself. It's a him. Take it away. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Mike. Uh, happy to be here. My name is Connor Kirkpatrick. I uh, graduated from Davis in 2009, played football for five years. Um, very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So easiest thing to do is to start from the beginning. So okay. you can tell me. We teach student-athletes storytelling. <laughs> tell me the story of Connor. Start wherever you want. The story of Connor. Wow. Uh, let's see. I grew up in the Bay Area, um, Danville. I uh, went to Monta Vista High School there. Um, Fell in love with Davis, came here on, on the football scholarship, and I uh, love my time here. Uh, it was a great experience, met a lot of fantastic people, uh, those of which I still have relationships now. Um, after graduation, moved to San Francisco, um, moved in with my girlfriend and now wife, 
Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Did you outkick the coverage is the big question. <laughs> yes. That is all we aspire to yes. for athletes. All right. Yes, Good exactly. Um, let's see. Started working there. I lived in the city for about seven years. Um, had our first uh, son and uh, quickly then moved out of the city. I understand that's the way it works. Why would you do that, Connor? Uh, you know, this thing called space. And <laughs> there's not a lot of that in San Francisco. Not a lot in San Francisco. Exactly. So, um, yeah, moved out of the city. Uh, lived in Lafayette for four years and just recently moved to Alamo. So that was me, dad of two, boy four, uh, McAllen, and my daughter, Eden Grace, is uh, two. Hashtag adulting. Yes. Connor killing it in the world. Wow. Real life. Yes. All right. Well, that's a lot. We're going to unpack that. But uh, let's start with current job title. Uh, what do you do? What's your gig? Uh, my title is account executive uh, sales. Uh, so that's uh, customer facing. My job at, at BCom is to be the relationship manager. Uh, make sure I develop that with the C-level executives, directors, everybody at our customers. Um, and then I manage um, our, our team, account team make sure they're doing their job and uh, we're successful. And what is VCOM for those of us that don't know anything about the tech world? Yeah, no. Um, VCOM is a small company. We're only about 100 people. So uh, we tend to fit in that small business area. But we're an IT spend management company. Um, so what we do is customers have trouble uh, with their IT spend from telecom to mobile spend to cloud and software as a service spend. And they come to us and they say, what do we do? How do we optimize our spend? How do we spend uh, better? How do we aggregate our spend? And then how do we manage it? Um, so we provide a lot of managed services on top of that. And we have our own proprietary software uh, that helps customers make that a lot easier. Congratulations on your Jedi use of business jargon. I'm yes. going to break that down occasionally for people that are still in the not the business world. So yes. spend simply spend. means a company has dollars to buy information technology, IT services. Correct. They're not often very good at it when they start up especially. So they go to you guys to say, hey, how can we be smarter about how we spend our money on information technology? Exactly. Yes. Which um, includes computers, networks, phones. Everything from your internet to your phone systems, right? Uh, a lot of trouble, people nowadays have trouble with uh, mobile phones, right? So companies provide corporate liable devices and security, security mm -hmm. employees might start, you know, watching Netflix, streaming services. All of a sudden they're overpaying, their, their bills are astronomical and they don't know how to manage that. We have a lot of tools and subject matter experts that can come in and be like, uh, okay, we should do this. We should tweak your plans. So um, you're the killer of fun so that I don't do anything fun at work. I just exactly. actually work. We shut it down. Excellent. Well played. <laughs> Good business model. Yeah. All right. That's the current. Let's walk it way back. Way you back. grew up high school, played football. Yes. Whole life? Uh, basketball was my first love. Um, I didn't play football until freshman year in high school. Wow. Um, so uh, learned quick and I stopped growing. So transition to focus on football so it was a change. natural necessity due to a lack of vertical presence <laughs> that is exactly correct gotcha uh, yeah so um yeah you know football basketball and track or sports and high uh, so you had speed and hops yes, as well a little bit okay ran short middle distance uh 200 and 400 meters okay yeah and then running back uh, or wide receiver oh uh, okay yeah so you had wheels yeah and in high school you were a Stellar student, um, loved school, did great in math, science, English, literature. What was your deal? 
Uh, I was a good student. I had middle, you know, three uh, GPA, somewhere around three, two, three, four. You can lie. I don't care. No, I, was, I think that's accurate. All right. Yeah. You're a solid B student, <laughs> B-plus guy. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, you know, school, it, it was what it was. Yeah. I, I wasn't great at math. I wasn't great at science, but uh, enjoyed the arts and enjoyed, you know, uh, English and, and everything else that was required of us uh, to take. So. And when were you aware you had to go to college? Who told you, Connor, you have to go to college? That's a great question. Um, my dad probably and, you know. Did he go to college? Somewhere. He did. Okay. Yes. Both so, my parents went. Yeah. So expectation was got to go to college. Yep. Yep. So somewhere around junior year, it gets real. You start thinking or were you an early guy? Junior. Yeah. I started thinking about it a little bit more in the context of how could I go to college and play sports? Right. So I was geared towards how I get a scholarship in some way. So. Yep. That started with basketball. I was on traveling teams and uh, getting minor recruits in that area. But um, I would say junior year after my football season, I had an exceptional year. I think I blew my own expectations out of the water, and then I started getting, you know, letters from recruiting. And oh, okay, this this is real. This makes sense now. And what attracted you to Davis? Um, for me, it was the culture you know, of the, the people. team or the the team or the whole campus campus people coaching staff uh, everybody in between um it wasn't it was far enough away from home where i could feel like i'd be on my own but you know at the same time uh, i could go home if i needed to right um i really enjoyed my time with biggs uh put bob biggs when uh, everybody does here. yeah uh, that's the word um i also had a really good friend who i played with um in high school basketball he was a receiver kale turner um he was here and so that was easy to have a familiar yeah. friend and face and get to know the school a little better from his perspective did you know what you wanted to study when you got here or were you undecided i came in um with my major in mind and i declared that early which i think looking back at it now i think was a mistake what was it uh communications okay um i had a different idea of what the major entailed Right. Yep. So the, the curriculum and the type of studies it was wasn't in line with what I was hoping it would be. Yeah. Um, and by the time I was too far along, it was really too late to really start over. I would have had to go through school another to probably like seven years to get it. So all you graduated in communications and didn't like it. Didn't like it. At oh, all. no, that's terrible. Yes. So I double majored. I, I switched kind of at the end and did as many. I double minored. Excuse me. Um, uh, did minor in sociology and then a minor in American studies. All right. So all of the liberal arts yes. <laughs> covered the whole spectrum Yes. and had a clue what you wanted to do or what did you do to start preparing for life after graduation? When did you do it and what did you do? I started to do it very, at the very end of my fifth year. I had no idea. I was way behind the curve. Um, luckily I knew someone kind enough to give me an internship at his company. He, um, after you finished eligibility fifth year? Kind of right at the end. Yeah. Um, and they did, um, my dad worked in marketing. He has his own marketing firm. So I helped him here and there in high school with stuff. And I was like, I'll try that. And that's what this company was based around. Okay. Um, and I, I didn't, he didn't have the time nor the energy to mentor me and give me a lot of the background. So I didn't learn a lot. And I said, I'll pass on a job opportunity from mm. there. So um, from there, I didn't work for three months. And that was difficult. How'd that feel? Yeah, it was tough. This was after graduation. This was after graduation. It's about six months after I graduated, and I was living with my girlfriend, and she was in law school. 
And so I, I researched and looked for whatever I could. And I talked to uh, Josh Flushman a number of times, you know, think about going back to school, mm-hmm. get my MBA, uh, just trying to do something with sports. I was looking to work for sports companies in different manners, mm-hmm. but I was picky on, you know, my lifestyle outside of work. And so I kind of put that, I think, a little bit above what I should have at that time. Well, you can afford to be selective when your girlfriend law student is supporting you at the moment. You're sort of on scholarship, yes. but you should also be selective. You don't take a terrible job, and it sounds like it worked out okay. So what was the next thing you got traction with? The next thing for me that I saw um, is important was I don't know how a company operates or runs. Um, So I went to work for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I did their management program. Which is an underappreciated management learning experience. If you have, And we partner with them because okay, if okay. you don't know what you want to do, you have no idea. It's a really good company and a good management training program, I yeah. think, for folks that are just trying to figure it out. 100%. I had no clue what I wanted to do. I didn't like marketing. I was like, I don't really know anything about sales. Um, I don't know anything about operations or just in general how to run a business. So I thought that gave me the best approach and tools to then go figure out to do from there so i did that for two and a half years um managed my own branch um but i I got pretty burnt out yeah yeah at at one point you uh it starts to wear down on you a little bit they work pretty hard don't pay you very well either but it's a good start (laughs) but you learn stuff oh yeah a ton so it's time to make a change you're burned out Mm -hmm. what do you do um so i uh through you know a couple connections uh went to work for a staffing agency it staffing company uh, so you start it as a recruiter and yep. then you can get to work through to be a promoter. Which is still sales. Which is sales. Yep. So, um, did that for four years. I was at oh, wow. Tech Systems was the company. Yeah. That was a long time at a staffing company. It is. Yeah. Um, especially in the Bay Area. Um, the IT space is very competitive. Yeah. I was telling Austin earlier. Um, so you got a lot of companies you're competing against. Um, you got a lot of uh, companies that are trying to hire the same candidates that you're trying to place. Um, so very competitive um, and a lot of hard work. Four years done with that. And then... VCOM. VCOM. How'd that happen? Um, well, I went to a, a good friend. He's a chief revenue officer at another company. And um, he's got a lot of great connections. And kind of went to him and said, this is what I want to do. You know, I want to work in software. I want to work with a product. Uh, I want to stay in the sales space, but um, work with a product instead of trying to uh, place people. So um, he gave me a bunch of great ideas. I talked with a couple companies and eventually settled on uh, VCOM. So the thread I heard through there was talking to friends, networking, keeping the relationships, asking people for help, and being discerning enough to find the right fit for you in terms of your life and the thing you wanted to do. 100%. Yeah. at Tech Systems, I was commuting in the city, so I was living in the East Bay, Lafayette. Mm. Um, round trip, it's about an hour and a half. You got to drive, you got to walk, fart, walk again. So uh, I just had, you know, uh, my son, and I wanted to be home a little bit more. So for me, it was work-life balance. Yep. Um, uh, didn't so my new company, Becoms, in the East Bay, okay, uh, in San Ramon. So don't have to commute over into the city every day. Um, and it, you know, gives me an opportunity to work with something I wanted to work with, you yeah. know, a software product. So think back to your 18-year-old self. What does Connor tell 18-year-old Connor? Okay, you got four years to figure this out. What do you need to do? 
Uh, first off, I would say be more proactive as it comes to planning for your future. So if there were a required thing that included vocational planning, discernment, trying to match a career path to your academic career and equip you with all the necessary skills, knowledge, and experiences to get you ready for launch immediately after graduation, would that be a good thing? Absolutely. 100%. Um, I would have first started off with coming into college of, let's take a couple courses and figure out what I like. Not commit too early. Not commit too early yeah. to a major. Um, I thought that was my first mistake. My second one was, um, you know, not getting involved in doing some type of internship during the summer, um, you know, networking and, and trying to figure out what I really like, where my interests lie, um, what I can be passionate about working in. Um, yeah. Forward, so. And now you're obviously very good at what you do. Is there anything from your student athlete experience or your life in Davis that prepped you and made you the successful sales guy you are now? Um, I mean, I would say, you know, the two things that stand out are your work ethic, um, time management, right? You know, the student athlete, you got to juggle class and practice and lifting and eating in the training room, right? So, um, all those aspects that go in your daily life, or don't overlook it, um, and it, they'll really help you in the long run, especially when it comes to organization um, and, and being ready for you know, customer meetings, presentations, and uh, hitting your numbers. So, and you're a guy that hires guys now and gals. So, when you are hiring people, what would you counsel a current student athlete to do in terms of pitching themselves and selling you? Because a common problem among student athletes is saying, well, I don't have any job experience. I don't have anything to offer. You know, and I know that's not true at all. Yeah. How would you like them to frame it if they were to come to you for a job or an internship? Um, I would say you, know, you can frame being a student athlete as a job. I would look at it that way 100%. Um, you have responsibilities uh, more than your regular um, student at UC Davis. Um, you got to keep your body right, keep your mind right, be organized studies right so that you can be successful and play so um, I would frame that life experience as a job um, and, and be able to pitch that to your uh, your employer great valuable lessons from Connor Kirkpatrick of VCOM solutions class of 2009 correct veteran of the Bob Biggs era of dominating division two football at UC Davis <laughs> thank you thanks very much Connor we appreciate your time let's give it up for Connor <laughs> Thanks for listening to the World of Work podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and forward this to a friend. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation.